Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name's Doug Cunnington, and in this episode, we get an update from Christy for August. We've been doing a, a case study this year, and we actually did one last year, so there's a lot of updates along the way. We have uh, some record-breaking and very cool information to share and metrics to share this month. So one thing, record traffic. So highest traffic over, I think, three and a half, four years, something like that. I think four years. Christie's site crossed over 3 million lifetime visitors. And the revenue was over $10,000. There's a asterisk associated with that, but um, it's legit. So pretty amazing. And we're going to dig into all the details, plus answer questions from the fine audience out there. People sent in a few questions and I'll just go ahead and plug it now. If you have questions for Christy for the next update, you can shoot me an email. You can leave a comment on YouTube and we will answer it next time. Only if it's a good question, but I know you'll ask a good one. So Christy, how's it going today? Hey, it's going pretty well. How are you? Doing great. I'm going to try not to cough. I'm actually feeling fine, but I just, I've been talking a lot lately, so I have a tickle in my throat, but we're going we're gonna to push through. It's your delicate system. I know. I, I can't handle anything. So today, we're going to talk about August. So can you run through the earnings and traffic metrics right up front, and then we're going to talk about uh, things that were going on, any struggles, anything that's going well, and all that stuff. So what about earnings and traffic? Sure. Earnings for August came in, as you said, um, in total over 10,000. So 10,462. The asterisk on that is that 7,062 of it came from the site and 3,400 was from the writing retainer that I got through the site. So that's for a big um, apparel brand in my industry. And they found me through the site and that's kind of how that relationship developed. So we've been including that as a piece of income separated out, but still there in the earnings. So that's very cool. Um, we are also side note on the verge of hitting 200,000 in lifetime earnings, which is very exciting. So that will be fingers crossed September. And traffic wise, this month was the highest I've had, which is 144,000. And uh, the cool part for me was that that is up almost 13% from just last month. So that is awesome. And lifetime um, in August, we crossed 3 million visitors, which is also pretty cool. Um, expenses cool. wise, uh, pretty standard this month. Um, expenses were 2,500. And most of that was content manager, um, new content and my developer. So those are my pretty standard buckets for expenses. And this year that brings me to um, 30,700 for what I've invested in the site. And then lifetime investment in the site was 67,000. Awesome. So that's kind of where we were for August. And if people want to dive into the exact numbers and see this broken out, you can head to the blog post. And like I said, there's updates each month. So you can just kind of track along 
see charts and graphs and kind of dig into the numbers and, you know, just the quick math in my head, you know, people may be thinking, oh man, that's a lot of expenses, 2,500 bucks, but it's really only, it's less than 25%. So, you know, 75% profit margin is pretty healthy. Uh, probably many accountants out there are like, what kind of business is that? It's like all profit. So right. pretty yep. impressive. Awesome. Well, and the other thing to keep in mind with the expenses is that I am doing a big push on content this year, hired a content manager for the first time. Like these were not my expenses last year. However, they were planned. I'm not surprised by any of them. So this is kind of what I bit off this year um, intentionally. And the other thing to highlight, you, you, you did mention the lifetime earnings are approaching $200,000, which you should cross next month, which is cool. The site's four years old, right? Correct. So, and most of the revenue has come in the last two years, I would say. But of course, if you average that out, that's like 50K per year, which is really cool. And then your profit margin tracks along pretty well um, with your lifetime expenses at 67K. And the other thing to highlight is you are at $74,000 of earnings this year. And that is just through August. So, I mean, you're on target for a pretty good year overall, what many would consider a healthy full-time income. Yep. Agreed. Awesome. So let's break it down, getting into the earnings uh, specifically. So affiliate programs, ads, any anything notable this month as far as movement or new income streams from those two sources? So generally, I would say I see about 50-50 from affiliates and ad income. So typically, you know, I would like to see those be about the same. This month, um, I had... From Amazon, it was uh, $3,092 and ads were about $3,200. So those are really quite similar still. So nothing crazy there. Um, Amazon was down from last month by about $600, but last month was kind of weirdly high. I don't, I can't imagine it was Prime Day, but okay, maybe. I don't know. Um, One one thing I'll jump in here. I was uh, doing an update with uh, Ariel Phoenix, who we also do case studies with. Mm-hmm. And she mentioned that she thought it was probably a, up, uh, an increase in the commission rates temporarily in July for certain categories. She didn't think the categories would have impacted her, but they did uh, just because of the way mm. the commissions uh, work. Sure. And so she eventually realized yeah. like, hey, it was probably that. That could be too, because sometimes I do get the here's what's changed messages. And I'm like, these are not any of my categories. <laughs> you know, video games. No. Yep. Surprise. Not in a gaming site. Um, so, yeah. But Amazon down a little bit, but that was okay. Um, it was still up by about $800 from a year ago this time. So, still good. Ads were up about $320 from July. So, that was nice. Um, about tracking the same as last year, not a huge difference there. And, um, yeah, so it was about, it was about where I expected, I would say for August. And content was one of the big pushes that you were making, uh, initially your goal, which you, uh, Christy, you completely failed at. You were targeting 400, (laughs) 400 articles by the end of June and, 
you're at 181 and we're far past June at this point. So yeah, what's new on the content front, uh, new articles, um, any, any other projects in that area? Yep. So new content's going very smoothly. Um, so that's one of my favorite things. Like the team is in place. My content manager is awesome. Um, we've got 181 new content posts so far. A um, couple of guest posts. I'm not super focused on that. And yeah, overall, new content's going well. Um, I can now see, and I included a chart of this in the blog post if people want to see it, um, just the new content traffic. So looking at that, like it's a very clear, steady uphill climb. Um, so that makes me feel pretty good. And I do see like generally site traffic by day staying at a higher level now. So I do feel like that stuff's starting to actually rank, which is great. Makes me a little bit more motivated to keep going. So I would anticipate by the end of the year, probably being around, you know, maybe 250 new articles, something like that. Um, on the other hand, I also plan to have a lot more posts updated, like existing content that I wasn't anticipating doing. So, um, yeah, Got just it. different places for those resources. Okay. And one thing, you know, I'm looking at the, the graph here again, people could check it out on the blog post. There's a significant spike. Mm -hmm. And do you know what that is? I have a theory, but just curious if you investigated or anything. Um, I think I did. And I think it was actually one of the product reviews that I did. So it was somebody that sent me a product. I reviewed it. And that's the same um, affiliate program that we've gotten like 250 bucks from in the last couple of months. So I'm pretty sure that's what it was. They also did a big launch uh, recently. So I think that together with the post, um, that particular topic is ranking pretty well. Oh, cool. And did, did mm -hmm. they share it or do you know? I think they happened? do. And they also link to it. We always ask people to link back to it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that one has actually been worth my time, which is unusual for product reviews. Awesome. That, I mean, it went from, you know, roughly a thousand sessions, um, leading up to it to double mm -hmm. almost 2000. And then it, it drops back down, but not as far mm -hmm. as it was. So a nice, um, you know, lasting impact. It looks like yep. for the, whatever, four days we're looking at there, but yep. I, I, I was wrong then. I thought maybe it was bot traffic. Uh, sometimes you see bot traffic mm. that looks exactly like that, mm -hmm. but typically, you know, not always, but typically that's like on your homepage and this sure. is clearly, you know, on your custom Google analytics mm -hmm. report that is only tracking the specific URLs that you want to track. And I did at the same time, I went and updated the chart for um, August with all the new URLs to track. I also updated um, SERP robot with the new keywords that we've targeted for all the new content. So everything should be pretty much up to date. Um, so that's for all of those data trackers out there. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it. it. It did take us a little while to get it rolling, but it is good to have that data. And, you know, for people that want to know how to do that, I actually created a video for creating custom reports. So the big value is when you're starting a little project like this, you can see that it's working on a small level. And then it gives you confidence to continue on and build momentum 
which there was certainly a time, I would say earlier in the year, Christy, where you were like, ah, is this even working? So that's why I was like, you know, we, if, if you have a report, like you can see it's kind of working and then it's a snowball rolling downhill. So if you keep at it, um, it does pay off and it took us, you know, a couple months to get it, get it, uh, the report created, but you're good to go now. I mean, the report definitely reminds me of like the site growth report also. Yeah. You know, like totally. how I, I needed to see a little bit of traction in the very beginning when it was like $14. Right. It was like $14. I was like, Hey, it's working. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and that is how it goes. We've all been there. So moving on to improving existing content. So currently you have 663 posts and yeah. you know, one of the growth tactics is around improving the content. So where are you at with this? Yeah. So I've included new FAQs in a hundred articles already. So that is done. Um, I'm also going to have one of our team editors go back and do kind of a little refresh on articles, maybe add some new products to ones that are buyer's intent, add some new images so that there's more room for ads, things like that for those hundred. I also made her a list of an initial 150 posts that are existing content that I would like her to target that are new. So those are things that I pulled from like SERP robot reports, things that have dropped out of the top 20. Those are the best performing new content for the year. So anything that's gaining unusual amounts of traction, I want to kind of add some extra juice to that. And then a couple of like reader suggestions. So sometimes people say, have you thought about adding this product or here's what I use? And I just kind of am adding that to the bottom of the list to say, let's also you know, put that in, maybe something has changed from a manufacturer and someone's like, Hey, did you know, you know, I would like to keep it all kind of updated as much as I can. So I feel pretty good about having a good list for her to start on. And that should be going pretty well as of September. So that's kind of where we are. It would be really cool to also have a custom report to track these Right. Yes. So great data to have. And, you know, for me, thinking of the content side of the house, it's a great headline. Right. So you just imagine me asking you the questions and you're like, traffic is up, you know, 18% in two months without doing any work or something like that. You know, right. I, you get to throw in clickbait to, to get people in there. I know. I'm trying to, now that we're talking about it, I'm like, did I make this report already? <laughs> Like, I'm trying to think, I think maybe I did. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I think I started to make it. All right. Hold on. I'm, I'm rubbing off on you. See? And, and then I completely forgot about it. Okay. That's cool. That's very okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. I think I made it. <laughs> but I'm not going to give you any numbers from it until I'm sure that it is actually working. I'll get okay. back to you on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally cool. All right. So that's great. And it's actually something... Um, that I'm looking to do, and I'll I'll just I'll take a quick um, break from you and talk about myself for a second. And there's a site that I have where I've outsourced all the content. Basically, mm-hmm. I think I wrote the about page, but that was it. And I know that there's a handful of posts that actually have uh, a pretty good EPMV, so earnings per thousand visitor, mm-hmm. and 
those articles are of a specific topic where a general writer won't know the details. So they've done a, a good enough job. I can go in there and either sure. do more research or, you know, background knowledge. I can add more details, make it more, uh, I guess, useful and just mm-hmm. do a better job writing it. So there's a strong chance I'm going to go through and put in FAQs like you've done, yep. tighten things up a little bit, and then literally just make it in my own words instead of whatever mm-hmm. is there. And I'm literally, I don't know if I want to make a commitment, but I'm literally going to, you know, on a daily basis, like go in, I'm going to hit one article per day and maybe add a few hundred words and really like go through it myself versus hiring someone else. And part of it is like, I do have expertise in the area. Mm -hmm. So I know I can do a better job than probably, you know, really better than any other writer that I'd be able to hire unless they were a subject matter expert in that industry as well. So, so that was what I was going to ask you. Are the writers that you hired for all the content in that space? No, generally they yeah. are okay. just randos. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it was from a content agency. So, you know, they did sure, a good sure. enough job, but when it comes down to it, like I know the ins and outs and like the actual problems that people will run into and it is specific enough. Yeah. The industry is specific enough where like if someone was learning about it, if they're on the page, they would be able to sniff out the BS pretty quickly. So I really need to get in there um, because those pages can rank better. And um, quick, I'm going to do a live ad if that's okay with you right right now. Please, please. Is it for the content? (laughs) No, it's for Ezoic. And the the thing is, it does tie into what I'm talking about. Because so I went to Ezoic and this is an ad everyone. So Ezoic, big data analytics. And the thing is, um, you know, we can get analytics on Google Analytics. You can like try to extract some information, but I could tell that my EPMV was very low overall and it has been trending down. Mm -hmm but it did not impact all of the content. It was just a certain kind of content, which happened to be getting more and more traffic. So it was pushing my EPMV down. With big data analytics, I was able to see there were certain topic areas, the ones that I need to go and improve that actually are very profitable and you know, 3X the EPMV and I need to go there. That's the content I need to publish more of and I need to make sure that's ranking better. So using the that product within Ezoic, I was able to see like what content is valuable, where I need to spend time. And even though maybe I can get more traffic and rank for this other content, it's not earning much money. So mm-hmm. I have to get like, you know, 10 times more traffic. And I'm now reallocating my resources, you know, personally, you know, spending time writing the content. Mm-hmm. But my writer who's doing a similar activity as yours, like she will now be um, working on other content that is actually going to hopefully be able to pay for her um, rates. (laughs) Otherwise it's just a hobby and we're throwing. Right. You're volunteering now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, so I guess I, since I went into such a long detailed explanation, I kind of have to do it now. And that's, it's kind of nice, you know, cause now I have an external commitment to other people. Well, how many, how many posts are we talking? I think there's about 20. So nothing crazy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nothing crazy. Okay. Nobody shed tears for Doug. 
yeah, I can actually <laughs> write some of the content on my website. And then yeah. now the hard part, and then we'll come back to you, of course. Um, the hard part is I was looking at niche site project as well. And uh-huh. as I've not published new stuff, like you've written more on my mm-hmm. blog in the last three years than I have so, yep. <laughs> with your updates. So you're welcome, tra- Doug. <laughs> traffic is dwindling. The thing is no one's searching for like your updates at all. So I do see I need to go to niche site project and go and like redo rewrite new screenshots, like freshen up everything. And then the sad part is I'm pretty sure even if I do that, Google is not going to like really treat me all that well. Like I just know it's going to, that's what's what's going to happen. I'm going to spend all this time and crickets most likely, you know, but compared to course income for you, does it matter that much for, well, the thing is, I mean, it fills the funnel. The Yeah, I was going to say I do, mm-hmm. like I should make sure that I get more traffic because that does help the email list, mm-hmm. which does help course sales. So overall, it's fine, but it could be better if I yep. spent time on it. So I'm anyway. glad I've inspired you, Doug. Yeah. I mean, I, I should listen to my own advice, which I usually don't. And if you end up with extra time, I have 663 additional posts you can work on. I don't know anything about the topic, though, so In I your can't help. volunteering capabilities. <laughs> yeah, I don't Great. know. Yeah. I don't know about that. Okay. So, move. oh, this closes out the ad. So, check out Ezoic. They do sponsor these shows and make it possible. There's a link in the description and show notes. They have a great blog, so check that out. All right. So next area is selling products. So you have some short eBooks or digital guides and some longer courses. And if people are unfamiliar with the whole course process, can you give them like kind of a quick overview and then talk about what was going on this, uh, this past month? Sure. I have two courses so far. Uh, the first one I launched at the end of last year. And I made about $1,200 on launch, I believe. And then we did a second launch and it was like a couple hundred bucks or something. So that was that one. Uh, second course took a million years because um, I bartered with the person writing it and then it wasn't great. Anyway, long story short, you can read all about it in the blog. Um, launch that didn't make any sales. So to me, a little bit disillusion with courses in my particular space. Um, I also think we've hit on a couple of reasons that could be, which is that my email list, which is up to like 5,000 people, which is great. Uh, my email list, the call to action to get people on the list was budget related. And so they may be people that are not inclined to spend, uh, which is something I didn't anticipate. So things like that, um, which leaves me thinking maybe I just kill off the courses and turn them into something else, eBooks, something like that. Um, generally that's kind of my, my course journey. Um, the digital guides, like you said, those are smaller pieces, nine bucks. Um, they're just out there. Occasionally people find them. So sold four of those in August. Um, so that's kind of how the normal product sales were going. Okay. Cool. And then you also had uh, a new source of revenue related to, you know, this area. So can you talk about that? Yes. So I'm excited about this. I'm counting it with 
like my products as a bucket because it doesn't really fit anywhere else either. So we did finally create a media kit because we do have, like most people, brands that reach out, want to guest posts, want to sponsor things, etc. So made a media kit with a couple of packages, a couple of a la carte options. Um, and the first person that we sent it to bought a $500 package, which is very exciting. So that gives me, I mean, it's the same as like the little traffic graph. Like that gives me a little bit of extra motivation. Um, we have a new person that's going to be handling outreach for us. So I created a list of, I think about a hundred brands for her to start reaching out to. And if even a fraction do it, I'm going to make hopefully more off of the media kit than I would have off of my own courses. So um, that may just be a better audience for this, you know, type of investment than my email list potentially. So anyway, that's cool. Um, I've already sent it out to, I don't know, probably a handful of other people who have just proactively reached out. It's nice to have something to send everyone that is the same. You're not doing a bunch of piecemealing things together and it looks more professional. So awesome. that's what we're up to there. And there were a couple other activities, uh, email growth, team reorg, blog acquisition, and migration. We don't have time to cover that today because I want to get to the questions from the audience. So people can check that out over on the blog post. There's just yep. a little detail about that. And you know we can maybe talk about it next month as well. So again, if you want to send questions in for Christy for next time, we'll give you a little shout out. You can send an email feedback at doug.show or leave a comment over on YouTube. So we have a friend named Tony and he's at Learn Medicare Billing. He's been on the show before. And Tony says this, I've heard Christy say multiple times she refuses to do video for the courses. Christy, have you considered asking any of your current students to do videos in exchange for a percentage of future sales? I have not done that in the past. Um, I could see how that would be an option. I guess my hesitation would be that the course that I tried to partner with someone else on was kind of a nightmare. <laughs> So getting content from other people has not previously worked out very well. Took over a year. I've definitely lost a lot of money and time on it, cleaning it up. So for me, I guess I'm not inclined to, to try going that route. I do think it would be a way to get video, um, but I think there might be other ways to kind of recoup what could have been course revenue, whether it's from brand sponsorships or more content or things that I am simply better at. Okay. Sounds good. And Philip Taylor says this, you made $7,000, $40 to host a course is nothing. WTF. And then he has a surprised emoji. <laughs> so, and this is referring to potentially, you know, just like you said, pulling the courses. Um, sure, $40 a month is not a ton, but, you know, I, I think there's some other underlying ideas and motivations for it. So, Christy, can you dive into that a little? Sure. Well, $40 is not a lot. I agree. But the amount of time that I spent trying to 
get the courses to even be a thing was more like a year and a bazillion hours trying to clean it up. So for me, it's uh, it's not about the 40 bucks. It's about the fact that it was already way in the hole for me in terms of like resources and energy. So yeah, 40 bucks, not a big deal, but the year I spent trying to get that thing out there kind of sucks. So that's why I'm a little bit over it. Um, I do think that there are other things I could do with that content. So when I say I might kill Shopify, it's not like I'm just going to burn the content. I'll take the content down. I could turn it into an ebook. Um, we've talked about, I could sell it on Amazon. I could do, you know, something like a more expensive version of the digital guides, things like that. So it's not that the content would go away. I would still be able to use it. But if my audience is not buying courses, why am I going to leave it out there? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at. And we, we briefly talked before, you know, either, you know, it's the wrong audience, it's the wrong product or the pricing's off. There's probably a couple other things, but those are sort of the main areas to look at. I mean, it could be, uh, something with a sales page, but probably not like a few mm-hmm. people would purchase if it was just a minor, uh, issue and it's never going to be like the font color was the wrong color. Like it's never going right. to be mm-hmm. like the button or Fonts something. Are great. Doug. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think, I think it's fine. Like it's a sunk cost at this point. And if you're not interested in it, like, I think it's totally fine. Even if you have the ability to do something with that content, if you choose not to, like it's a sunk cost, you don't have to worry about it anymore. There's something really powerful to just like, you know, not not worry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because if you say no to that, like all the courses, that means you can Mm -hmm. do more of other stuff, whether Mm -hmm. it's on your site or just personally, you know, spending more time with your dog, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I do, I think back sometimes to like my corporate job when we would do a bunch of, you know, personality assessments and, you know, professional development classes. And there was always this guy who would have everyone to get together and he would ask like, should you focus all your time and energy perfecting skills that you are lacking right now? Is that how to be like, the best employee or should you like double down on the things you're good at? And I remember this distinctly, like everyone, but me in the class was like, you should improve the skills you don't have. And I was like, you should double down on the things you're good at. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he was like, you should double down on the things you're good at. Like that's your thing. And that's what makes you valuable. And I was like, yeah. So I think about that often with everything in the, in the site. Cause there are so many different things you can do. Some people are great at courses. They love it. It works for them. Some people love video. That's great. Why am I going to go try to be a video person? I don't like it. I'm not interested in it. I don't want to do it. Right. <laughs> so like, yes, I hear you. I'm also really good at content. I'm really good at branding. So like, that's what I'm going to do. Yep. So I don't know. It's just personal preference. One is not right. Like plenty of people make a living from courses and that's awesome, but they probably enjoy it. And you get like, you know, if you're working on something that you want to work on, like you're motivated, it's easier to do. Mm -hmm. You get energy from it, like all those things. And you could be, you know, you could create awesome content. You could write it. You could work on the branding and be, you know, top, like the top of your industry in those Mm -hmm. areas, or it could be 
you know, a shitty course creator creator or like <laughs> a shitty YouTuber, right? Like right. you're probably better off being good at the thing than like bad at the thing yeah. that you don't even like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. I'm not opposed to delegating the stuff that I suck at, to be clear. Um, there may be a point in the future in which I say, Hey, I would like someone to create me a video, a video course. I don't want to do it right at that point. I'll be just paying someone to do it professionally. Um, but for right now, like I haven't seen that my people want to buy courses. So what, I'm not going to do that. So yep. that's just kind of where I am. Okay. And final question here. This is from Jonathan on the YouTube side who has, uh, looks like a frog in a lounge chair drinking wine. Not, it's not Kermit, kind of but, um, <laughs> yeah, that's a cool little, uh, icon there. He says it would be interesting to do an analysis on earnings per word, but he also wants to have the, the age of the, the content, uh, integrated in there. But he says, for a simple example, let's say you have uh, 250 articles and 1,000 words each. So you have 250,000 words. The income is, say, 7,700 per month. And then he's you know, doing the math backwards to say 1,000 words earns about $30.80 per month. So the reason why I asked this is because I got a similar question the other day, and I often hear it, it's, it's different forms. It may come in as amount of traffic per article, um, earnings per article for your whole entire site or earnings per word, as Jonathan has mentioned here. So Christy, have you done a calculation or reviewed metrics or done analysis trying to figure out your earnings per unit of content? I feel like if this is a data question, you know the answer to whether I've done it. Um, (laughs) Sorry, Jonathan, not not that kind of numbers girl. Um, No, I have not. I would say that is something you could do. I don't know that it would have a ton of value for changing what I'm going to be actually doing. So for me, generally, like I see putting in a lot of content, site traffic goes up, big chart to the right. I'm happy with it. Um, The other thing just makes me think, I don't know if that would make a lot of sense for me. Like you have people in the case studies that have sites with 50 articles making as much as I make with 600 articles, you know, like it totally depends what the topic is, what kind of blogs you're doing. So for me, if like the root of the question is trying to back into like, how do I make $7,000? How many words do I need? I have no idea. Like it just depends on your industry and how good your blogs are. Um, I think, you know, having 600 pieces, it's, probably there's a lot more room for revenue than I'm making, but that's why I'm going back to improve old posts. Um, for some people like 50 articles and they're making 10 K a month and good for them. Like that's not my life, but, um, yeah, I think the best advice I could give is instead of kind of digging into that level of data, that's just not what I've done. I'm more of the camp of like invest what you can upfront in good content let it bake for a while so that your site starts earning faster than, you know, putting out two posts a month for three years and seeing if it makes any money. So that's just my, my personal advice. I think you're right, Christy, that, you know, people are trying to figure out 
how much they need to publish to earn a certain amount, or if they have a plan, like I'm going to publish a hundred articles per year, what earnings projection can I expect? And the Mm -hmm. fact is like, you can go through that exercise. It doesn't mean like the planning isn't useful, but your assumptions are going to be really far off. And Mm -hmm. unless you have a lot of data, if you, let's say you have, let's say you're in a community and you have 15 people that reply back and say, here's my earnings per word. Even if you have 15 or even I would say a hundred, that data Mm -hmm. is probably largely useless because there's going to be such a big range that you won't really be able to draw any conclusion other than you should probably publish more content and it'll probably take you longer than you think. Like, right. Plus, because if I was, yeah, if I was posting a thousand words and they were trash, uh, I mean, that's counted in the data too. So I don't know. And the monetization method makes a big difference. So you're starting to have some direct advertising relationships that Mm -hmm. are associated with, you know, different portions, right? You have an email list of 5,500 people. So if Mm -hmm. you start putting some other pieces in there like that, it skews the numbers. It doesn't make sense anymore. As you said, you know, some people, maybe they have their own course that they're selling and maybe they're an affiliate for software products all of a sudden their earnings per visitor are like, you know, mm-hmm. 10X or 100X right. what you might see for just a site with display ads because they're selling right. direct products. Their margins are insane, right? On your own um, digital products. So if you view it that way, it, you can get some weird numbers and it's it's really right. not helpful, I don't think. And Well, and yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So if people disagree, especially on YouTube, would love to see some discussion where it's like, you know, I did this analysis and it holds true all the time. Like, I would love to see any data along with that. And it's a good question. Yeah. Tell me how much it takes to get to 10K on the site a month. Like, (laughs) tell me how, how many articles to write and I'll write them. You know, I'm, I'm down for it. Well, and one interesting thing, like even without looking at at your previous uh, blog updates, we know that you published like 180 plus articles this year Mm -hmm. in December or sorry of November of 2021, you had very high income, some of the highest Mm -hmm. income and you had way fewer articles and you had a lot less traffic also. So depending on what you're looking at and the data that, um, you know, that can prove or disprove whatever point you're trying to make, we could cherry pick things and make it look a certain way. So Interesting uh, question. I think a lot of beginners, and and I ask the same question, well, okay, how much do I need to publish to earn X amount? It's it's an impossible question to answer. It is good to go through planning, but you won't be able to figure out how much you're going to earn. You'll only be able to tell us later. So, right. Okay. You know, and going into this year, I was like, well, maybe I'll double the content. And then in theory, the earnings will double, but it's not going to be from 400 pieces of content equally. It's going to be from the 10 pieces that happen to break through, you know, and you just don't know which 10 those are. So, right. And because of the, you know, the aging of the content, it'll be, it won't be like this year. It'll be right. Uh, it'll be April next year or whatever June next year where you're like, oh wow, this really paid. Checking off. again in April, folks. <laughs> yeah, we'll let you know how this went. Yeah, in uh, nine months. 
Yeah. So, well, and I mean, that's just the way it goes. So like all this work that you're doing, like the, the lagging indicators, the results, the impact that you want to see, like traffic and earnings, those are going to be like way, way in the future. So you really, like if you're waiting for something to happen, um, and you know, a short time frame, you're going to be disappointed. So yes, you would like to go get a different job. <laughs> yeah. If you went, if you went that, go get a regular mm-hmm. job. You like do yeah. services, get paid right away. You get paid today. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Christy, um, anything else? I don't think so. Just keep keeping on. Uh, I should have the whole kind of new team and their refresh roles as of September. So I'm excited to have kind of more people going. It will be a little bit more consistent monthly expenses. However, I feel good about it. I think I need more people to help if I want to do what I want to do. All right. That sounds good. And yeah, we'll check in with you in about a month or so. And hopefully hopefully we'll we'll see continued growth. We do have the retail season kicking in. So fingers crossed. I'm not going to make any predictions, but... Don't. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I have some in my head. Let's just be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yeah. I think you will be, probably. Okay. So. Mm, All right. So. Okay, we'll All see right, you thanks, next time. Doug. Bye. See ya.